live from the Duluth Fall Festival, hour one of the Do- Bon Hessler Doctrine begins now. Not the Don Hessler Doctrine, the like Bon Hessler Doctrine. Those are our competitors. Don't listen to them. <laughs> He's not a bad guy, that Don Hessler. Uh, this is hour one. We only have two hours from the Duluth Fall Festival today. I'm Eric Von Hessler. Uh, a few of my doctor and doctrinaires are around. Tim Andrews is down there. Hello. Uh, English Nick is right there. Good day. Jared Yamamoto is right there. We How are you? We are here at the Duluth Fall Festival. And, of course, Jared wrote some notes out for me, and so I want to read them verbatim. <laughs> the Duluth Fall Festival was rated the number one festival in the Southeast. He doesn't tell me by whom or where, but he said, I'm assured. And there's 2015's uh, number one fall festival. Okay. 250 arts and crafts vendors. Got carnival rides for the kids. <laughs> and uh, 150 food vendors. So that's Eric, why I thought we're you were going to ride the carnival rides. Well, first, let's, get, let's go ahead and do the show first. And then I'll go over there and ride those uh, <laughs> carnival rides, of course. You know, I'm a big rider of rides. Everyone knows that Eric Von Hessler enjoys the rides. Tilt and I do so. The Tilt-A-Whirl. The swings I always enjoyed. Nothing too complicated for this guy. It is now time for this. Headlines of the week. That's what we do every week, no matter where we are. I, I realize that probably people listening can't hear this, but there's a band playing right to my right, so it's distracting me a little bit. I got uh, Ray LaFontaine over here, and uh, we'll do some headlines to my left. Go ahead. The great debate is tomorrow, and WSB is your place for, to, for the presidential debate. We'll have live coverage starting bright and early with Atlanta's Morning News. And Donald Trump has made it interesting because he's threatened to bring the scandalous Jennifer, Jennifer Flowers to sit in the first row of the debate. Now, the reason for this, apparently, was because... Hillary Clinton said that she was going to bring Mark Cuban and have him eyeball Donald Trump. <laughs> and I thought it was brilliant for his comeback to be, well, I'll bring Jennifer Flowers and she can sit in the front row and intimidate Hillary Clinton. Look, we have her. You okay, have, we, got, we, got him, we got all of them, all right? Yeah. I'm going to dig up Vince Buster, front row, okay? Weekend at Vinny's. I got Monica, and yes, she'll be wearing the dress, okay? Look, Hillary, bring it. You'll have Monica in the dress in the front row. Don King, yes. everybody. You know he endorsed me, right? I do. I, Don King endorsed you. Uh, to use some unfortunate language while endorsing you. Uh, I don't but, know what he said. I wasn't listening, okay? I was just amazed by his hair. They say, and I don't know who they are, but... They say, I've been hearing it on this station, experts are saying that up to 100 million people will be watching this debate. And my question is, how can they know that? Like, what is that based on that you would think that 100 million people are going to watch? Maybe they will. Maybe more will. But I don't understand. Where, how do, where does that number come from? Just look at my rallies. How many people have shown up to my rallies? Okay, last night, right, we had 250,000, right? <laughs> yes, Hillary had seven. <laughs> there certainly is an enthusiasm gap, that's for sure. Huge. Very I, I'm big. sure there's going to be a lot of people watching this debate. I just don't know where they get the number 100 million. I don't know how you could ask people in that way how many people are going to watch the debate, but they've come down on this idea that it's going to be Super Bowl numbers, 100 million. And I I imagine a lot of people are going to be watching the debate because they all want to see Donald Trump do something uh, outrageous. They want to watch me wipe the floor with low-energy Hillary. (laughs) No coughing breaks, by the way. I'll have lozenges. Pause. You know what? She is really in a position right now where she can't cough. 
I mean, she cannot cough. Not once. She can't have any kind of health sort of issue. No spluttering. Yeah. So he should just kind of stand back and allow that to happen. I'm going to allow her. Here, you need a hose. Fisherman's friend. Okay, here you go. <laughs> so they say that she's practicing for, we're going to get to this later, but they say that she's practicing for two different Trumps. Like a good Trump and a bad Trump. So I don't know how... Uh, I don't, I don't know how you practice for two different Trumps. Maybe somebody stands in. There's the good Trump, right? The good Trump would be like what? what? Listen, Hillary may be ill right now. We wish her the best, okay? Because she's a great person and I, you know, look. Bad Trump. Hillary's been lying since she <laughs> fell out of the womb. I don't know what her deal is. <laughs> good Trump. You know, this has been a hard-fought campaign. We've had a lot of good times, a lot of good people. Ted Cruz, one of my favorite people on earth, okay? <laughs> yeah, you got Ted Cruz on your side. Always. Yeah. I knew he would come around, okay? Bad Trump. Ted Cruz has done nothing but lie. He lies like Hillary. He's had affairs with so many women and I think even a couple of boys. <laughs> Good Trump. Look, we can't go around talking terrible about our enemies. Hillary is a person. I want to beat her on her ideas, not because she's a woman. All right, give me another headline. Good news here, Erica. Arkin Seaton was taken into custody Saturday night after a 24-hour manhunt in Washington State where he may have killed five people. He's a suspect. In the so this was the mall? Yeah, th so this broke early or late on Friday night that, that five people were shot in the mall in uh, Washington State. It's just horrific news, but luckily they have this suspect in custody now. How many unhinged mental cases do we have in this country? Also, he's not he's a nat another naturalized citizen, right? Yes. So we got to wait for the facts, but I mean... Huh. People were looking at his Facebook, Eric, and this guy is... A guy who doesn't like women very much, and that's where the rabbit hole is going to lead you to. Oh, really? This guy, like the, like he was just anti-women. He didn't have a lot of girlfriends and and stuff like that. Oh, these losers, you know. I'm all for the Second Amendment, but we got to make sure that these 19-year-old losers, we got to somehow ferret them out. Mm -hmm. You know, if you but really, what do you do, if you, I think that what you do, well, I don't want to make light of this. I don't want to make light of this. It's a horrible thing, but I don't know, people. Men between the ages of 19 and 30 seem to be the biggest danger to this world. <laughs> they're the easiest ones that if they're off their rocker a little bit, they decide, oh, well, I'm, you think I'm a nobody? I'm going to show you that I'm somebody. And, you know, again, they're going to go around and around, but it would have been nice if this guy didn't have a gun, but I think he just had, like, a hunting rifle, right? This isn't even, like, necessarily NRA territory, is it? No, he just walked into the mall angry and walked out of the mall, and they caught him. It's I mean, horrible. Terrible. I, I don't know. It's a, like... I, what, what, what am I going to say about it? It's it horrible. It seems like it's I, week after week we're having this happen. He was born in Turkey, right? I don't want to make too much yes, out of this. he was born in Turkey, but naturalized U.S. citizen after that. But they don't fall into that category generally, the Turkish people. Uh, lately, that's been going more yeah. into that direction. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of the story. It's just... It'd be nice if we could go maybe three, four, five, six months without this crap happening. <laughs> just, you know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to be able to go to the mall and not have to worry about this. I don't know what the answer is. But it would be nice if people would stop, I don't know, get people into mental institutions where they belong. I, I don't, but then again, before you do something like this, you haven't done it, so maybe there's no reason to put you in a mental institution. I don't know. You can monitor their social media if they're that, that yeah. bad, like Tim was saying, maybe. I don't know. All I know is that our mentally ill are, are becoming weaponized. Mm -hmm. They're either weaponizing themselves through self-radicalization, or they're actually being, like, the enemy knows that we have these nut jobs, and they, through the internet, are weaponizing them. It's a tough one, man. Uh, what, what, what the hell do you do about this sort of nonsense? I have no idea. That guy says power to the people. Yeah, they can I, handle it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but I've met some people that I would not want to give power to, I must say. 
John Lennon. <laughs> There's a guy, he's walking around with a walking stick. It's like a he's, staff. He's like 30 years old. Well, he's gimp. I want to check his social media. Next story. <laughs> After controversy, Charlotte police have released the video in Keith Lamont Scott's fatal shooting. Okay, so I have This is the, the, the Charlotte, North Carolina stuff. Right. I have to admit that I have been turning away. I've been watching a lot of movies over the last couple of days. Well, it's depressing. I get I, it. It's depressing, but I'm also one of these strange people in America. There's only seven of us left who actually want to wait until the facts arise who actually want there to be an investigation. I am willing to look at any evidence that comes forward. But the one thing that I know is that if you hit the streets angry based on something that you read on social media in real time while something was still developing, that's an ignorant act. It is impossible to have all the facts from Twitter or Facebook while something is unfolding in real time. So to me, that's an ignorant act. Anytime that you are acting based on something you saw on social media while something is still unfolding, that in and of itself is an ignorant act. I want to see the investigations. I want to see where this goes. One side says he had a book. The other side says he had a gun. There's not a whole lot of gray area there. It's either one or the other. Now, I haven't seen the video, Jared. Have you seen the video I, they released? I did watch it this morning. Now, I, saw, I saw a story that says you can't tell if he has a gun or not. What good? How many cameras, how many body cameras were on the scene, and we, we can't know if he had a gun? It's tough to tell. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, tough to, it's tough to tell, but I mean, it, it, look, I, I think that the Charlotte Police Department made the right move by releasing it because it just seems, it just, it, when well, you it have a community. trying to hide something right. if they didn't. The community was, was very upset about Eric, it. Eric, if you do choose to watch it, leave the sound off because the worst thing about those videos is he's still alive and they're cuffing him. Yeah. And then you hear him. Yeah. And no, I don't want to, that's no. another thing. I don't want to watch somebody's last moments like that. Right. It's terrible. I don't, I don't, I'm not into that sort of internet experience. But can we just have an investigation? Uh, can we have facts come forward? And then can we judge those facts? You know, you have an absolute right to protest in this country. The cops believe that it is their job to protect you while you're protesting. But the first rock that's thrown, the first fire that's set, you are no longer involved with the protest. That's a riot. That's violent. Those are against the law. So you end up with a couple of different things going on here. Number one, I can't judge this case because, like I said, I'm one of the seven people left in this country who would like an investigation and to be able to look into the facts and then make up my mind. Everyone else just wants to make up just on the, on the fly. And then people hit the streets. They're so invested that they're not going to accept anything from the investigation that doesn't validate what they already believe. So that's why I turn to Turner Classic Movies in times <laughs> like this. Why and I that? watch old movies, and I get away from this because I am one of the seven Americans left willing to wait three months to look at the evidence and the investigation and, and compare facts. And what happened to that? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't that be everyone's default position? Well, we have to do an investigation. And there's always just this side or the other side. I don't yeah. understand why there isn't a, a other, other options that could have happened. Well, in this, in this case, the guy either had a book or a gun. There's not a lot in between. There's just not a lot in between. All right, more headlines and more uh, trains and Ray LaFontaine next to me here when we return.
Everyone has an opinion, but he has the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler, entertaining honesty on WSB. Welcome back. Entertaining honesty. That's me, Eric Von Hessler. I'm not alone. Got my doctrinaires. Autumn Fisher is not with us today, but Tim Andrews is. English Nick is. Jared is here, and we're doing headlines, Jared. Yeah, we're Do you have the clown story? No, I don't, I don't have the clown story. I, I, I swear, is this real? I keep hearing I stories is. about how clowns are like hiding in woods and yeah, a guy in Atlanta got arrested the other day. So it's a real thing. Yeah. In Lagrange recently too. I mean, it's South Carolina, North Carolina. I mean, it's tis the season for it. It's fall now. No, it doesn't happen every no, year. What do you mean, tis the season? It's no scary clown it's season. Creepy. No, tis the creepy. season for putting up a Think Christmas Hall- tree in December because Hall- it happens every year. Halloween is coming up soon, so therefore people are dressing yeah, up as clowns. But in South Carolina, clowns were dragging children into the woods. It's now, not the season for that ever. I'm no. not saying I'm justifying it here. I'm just saying that, that there's a likelihood for it. Because I'm just home. saying that words are falling out of your mouth. I don't really think that they're put together in any kind of way and make any sense to me whatsoever. But what you're telling me is the clown thing is a real thing. Because I thought that maybe it was... Sort of urban mythology or something, things that people were, were, but this is a real thing. Yes. I hated clowns when I was a kid anyway, and then even the, even the ones that wouldn't harm you. So if this ends, if this ends up in legislation that outlaws clowns, <laughs> a, good, a good thing will have come from it. All right, give me another story. Here's some good news. Uh, Uber and Lyft drivers can now legally pick you up at Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. Now, you had some editorial in there. You said this is good news. Yes, I think this is good because originally, if they got caught, if an Uber or Lyft driver pulled up to the uh, to the curbside and picked you up, they were they shot got caught, and killed, right? Uh, well, <laughs> maybe in some countries, but not here. Like, not here. They, no, they, would, okay. they would get ticketed for it, oh, and it was okay. uh, not good news. And I mean, to get a cab from Hartsfield to downtown is almost $25. So what was the, why would the, the cab drivers didn't want them to be allowed? Out there because the cab drivers have to pay for a permit in order to get in that taxi line. Correct. Right? So, so the Atlanta City Council got together and they're like, well, how can we figure out how to do this? Because Uber is revolutionizing the cab industry. Sure. And therefore, well, now, the cab drivers don't like that. No, they don't like that at they all. They want the government to step in and protect them from the world. But it's funny. From, lo- from, they want the government to step in and protect them from 2016. But right? a lot of these cab drivers now are Uber drivers on the side. Yes, so they're they are. Part-time Uber, they're part, part-time Uber drivers. Right. So they see the light, I guess, at the end of the tunnel. So now they, they're going to have to pay that same amount that the cab drivers are there for. Correct, but they're actually going to pass that on to the rider. So now the rider, when you get picked up at Hartsfield, you're going to pay $3.85 extra per ride to get picked up from the airport. I would like to be in this situation, please. Hey, nobody wants to ride in a clean car with free water and gum and cookies. <laughs> Everybody likes the stink of the backseat and the unrecognizable stains and uh, the TV commercial playing on the gritty screen in front. So you are out to protect. Protect the rider. That's I what you're out. Protect the rider. The rider enjoys the taxi cab experience. Uh, <laughs> no air conditioning, by the way. Uh, no air conditioning. You can't put the window down. It's just yeah. very stinky. People like to be told what to do when they're getting a ride somewhere. Yes. Right? No, no control. Free choice is all about doing what we want. Hello? No. <laughs> I was asking Jared if we had much time. Oh. Yeah, I, got I can't hear because i got a rock band playing to my right. I don't think you can hear it in the radio. But, but overall, uh, this is a good thing, good. though, to have Uber and Lyft go to the airport. It just seems like common sense now. Most airports, like even if you go to like Savannah, Georgia, which is the second largest airport in the state, they have their own rideshare pickup section. Why can't Atlanta have it? Well, now you've got it. C- quit complaining. Now you've got it. You I'm happy You have your now. Ubers and, and your, your, your good stuff there. I, just, I don't know why these things are ever even a problem. Uber should be able to go anywhere a person with a phone who calls them says that they want them. End of story. It shouldn't be difficult. All right. English Nick is going to do some WTF stories for us when we return. 
News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's a special edition of the Von Hessler Doctrine on WSB. A pre-debate blowout live at the Duluth Fall Festival. Hear all-day coverage of the first Clinton-Trump debate tomorrow and Tuesday on WSB. Yes, welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. And as you've heard, this is our special pre-debate show. Am I, am I correct? That's perfect. It's kind of hard to stay on theme, though, after my friend Jared Yamamoto told us earlier that tis the season for tis, crazy clowns. Tis the season so, for, for debates and crazy clowns. Well, it's fall now. You know, it's presidential election. Stop. <laughs> Just close your mouth and keep on walking. It is now time for this. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF with Autumn Fisher. Usually with Autumn Fisher, but Autumn Fisher is not with us. So English Nick is going to take over and give us the WTF stories. English Nick, if you will. All right, we know it's the debate tomorrow night. Gary Johnson, when asked about... That's the Libertarian candidate, yeah, right? He was on MSB, MSNBC being asked, about the, <laughs> being asked about the debate and his chances on the stage if he got there. Yeah. And he bit his tongue. He stuck his tongue out. He started talking. Yeah. With, yeah, I'm going to play this audio. If you haven't seen it, he is sitting on a bench, I think. In a in park this, In a or park something. being interviewed and proving yet again that the last thing in the world this guy wants <laughs> is to win the presidency of the I don't know if this is just some big performance art deal that he and Bill Weld have going, but uh, after the Aleppo thing, after the uh, CBS 60 Minutes interview from last week that was a complete non-starter, an absolute anticlimax, absolute letdown. I mean, Gary Johnson, when he's not chomping on his tongue while speaking, is basically saying to the American people, yeah, if you, you want to vote for me, yeah, sure, sure, or not, maybe not, maybe you don't want to vote for me. So he's sitting on a bench with this MSNBC reporter, and he, I guess the question was, would you do well at the debate? And he was trying to say, even if I didn't make any sense, and then he started not making any sense. I think I could stand up there for the whole debate and not say anything and, and emerge as a leader. I'm not saying illegal aliens, and not illegal aliens, and people just come here, and if I was on the debate, I'd say, look down on the there. The libertarians, are you listening up? I'm a libertarian. Are you listening up, libertarians? You blew it. All right? This was the year. This was the crazy, weird year where you actually had a chance. Let me just tell you something. With the right candidate who made it to the debate stage, let me go so far as to say you had a chance to win. And with Gary Johnson at first, I checked him out. He seemed to be kind of cool with me, and I thought, given the choices... He's actually more qualified than the others. I will tell you what, I said to stop smoking marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> he even agreed to stop smoking marijuana while running for the presidency. In my next interview, I'm going to be shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, you get this. So first of all, it's a complete letdown. In a year like this, there should be no problem getting 15%. There should have been no problem getting on that stage. But then once you got on the stage, you have to be able to make your case. And Gary Johnson's case seems to be, hey... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Thank vote you. for me. Don't vote for me. Doesn't matter. Don't me. vote for me. Don't, you know. I'm getting a book deal. Libertarians need to start thinking about one thing. Well, they've been a party now for, what, 30 some odd years? I don't know. They get on the ballots. They're on the ballots in 50 states. Here's the next stop. 
libertarians, here's the next step. Let's start spending five minutes of the three-hour sessions thinking about how to actually win elections. Dog catcher, any level, any level, anywhere, anytime would be nice. If you're a party, I've said this before, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green, doesn't matter. Here's the one thing parties should be judged by. Do you win elections? Parties are not debate societies. Debate societies are debate societies. Parties exist to create nominees who run to win office. Libertarians create nominees to win enough votes to get us on the ballot next time so that we can win enough votes so that we can get on the ballot the next time. And it's really, it's really too bad. Every once in a while, the libertarians need to have their feet held to the fire. This is the time. Man, you blew it. Was he? This was the year where something great could have happened. I got the feeling he was trying to hit on that anchor the way he was doing that. Like, be, look at me, I'm funny. Like, I'm trying to be attractive. Is that something. how you hit on people by sticking know. your tongue out Just, and yeah, sounding yeah, like a moron? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the way you try to impress a girl when you're in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me another story. All right, talking to kids, a teen in England dressed up as his mum to buy alcohol, and it became a social media sensation. So he put pictures of himself up. Yeah, yeah, he's got find out about these things because people put pictures of themselves up. I'm going to dress up as me mum with me scarf and me hat and her coat and go get some vodka. And was he able to get the vodka? Uh, yes, he was. Did he look like his mum? <laughs> yes. You know what I'm wondering about? In this day and age where it's not how you were born, but how, how you, uh, what, what do they say, how you identify. Right. How long before we get to the point where I walk in, or not I, but somebody could walk in to buy beer and say they're 16 years old? But they just tell the guy, I identify as a 22-year-old. <laughs> I mean, at what point, uh, hey, come on, don't put up barriers, don't put up walls. No more birth certificates. If, if, I can, if I can identify as whatever gender I am, who are you to tell me that I don't identify as somebody older than, oh, oh, this is the kind of hatred I got to deal with? You're going to tell me I have to go with the uh, age that's on my birth certificate? I'm age what fluid. Kind of- <laughs> I'm age fluid. You can't tell me I'm not 21. And now that we've just thrown off the guardrails and we don't have any more guiding principles, right. I think that if a 16-year-old identifies as a 22-year-old, they ought to be able to buy beer. Why can't I qualify for AARP? <laughs> yeah, you identify as a 55-year-old. I identify as a 55-year-old. <laughs> It's ageism for me to tell you you can't get the early bird special. That's right. I'm going to bed at eight. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's, I'm joking, but I'm kind of not joking. Once we break down that barrier and say you're not whatever you say you were born, you you know, you, you are what you identify is. Then no? hey, hey, girls, take another look at me because I identify as a 25 year old. Yeah, you, you want a drink? <laughs> <laughs> and just just so people know, the legal age in England to drink is 18. It's not 21. So. I don't know yeah, why he since he's 16, he surely has a friend that's 18 to buy him beers. I don't know. It's pretty funny. He got 41,000 you know, likes. You, first of all, you have to, anything, basically toddlers. It's my understanding that toddlers are not served at pubs in England. But no. basically, by the time you're 10 years old, it's really not difficult to drink in public in England, I don't no, think. No, no, no. You have a shandy, which is like beer and lemonade mixed together. That's yeah, get him started. started. Yeah. That's what they do. They serve, no, they do. They serve They serve shandy for people who don't want to drink quite so much beer. But as yeah. a kid, that's what you were given. Like yeah. Half beer, half lemonade. Start you out. Start you out early. Get you break you in a little bit. That's all. All right, give me another story. All right, the Guggenheim Museum in New York City unveils an 18-carat gold toilet. So this is and, an art exhibit. But you can use it. No, yeah, it's, 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 made, of, it's made of pure gold, pure I guess. Pure gold. 
and it's in a room, and you can go sit on it and go do your business. And this is the death of art. Let me tell you right now. I, the Von Hessler Doctrine, <laughs> i, I got to tell you, the, uh, art is dead. Because now this is the next step of art is me as an artist just trying to make you feel something, right? So mm-hmm. if I can make you feel angry, or if I can make you feel anything, so supposedly I've uh, achieved what I want as an artist. And uh, I, I just think it's just crap. Yeah, I, oh, I hate to say it's crap art. But so if you went to New York City, you wouldn't sit in it? No, I'm not going to go sit on that. Who are you to say what is art and what yeah. is not See, there art? You because go. the fact that I am an artist and creating art yeah. is art itself. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the whole idea right there. They're basically shock jocks. Remember the morning shows from the '80s, the morning zoos. This is basically what uh, artists are now. I got an 18 karat gold uh, toilet. Go sit on it and do your thing. Yeah, but the museum says it evokes the American dream of opportunity for all, Eric. Yeah, I get it. Oh, was that what the yeah, you know, yeah. Here's bad art. When the, <laughs> you have to explain when, it. When the artist has to explain <laughs> to you what the art means. So that, that's bad art. Yeah. And crap art. I'd go see it if I were in New York. Well, Why you're not? an idiot. It doesn't surprise Why not? me. <laughs> You'd go see it, but you go sit on it? Do your I, thing? I, I don't think I'd hey. sit on it. You know how many uh, you know how many old art critics have sat on there before you get there? I don't want to have anything to do with it. Well, the way... It's the garbage. Way, the it's way, garbage. It's not art. It's garbage. That's what I'm telling you. It's garbage. 18 it's not art. gold garbage. You know, it's like these guys who, like, they think that anything that they do that sort of provokes a, a, a reaction, that's art. But I could... I could Pull my pants down and go to the bathroom in the middle of this square. That please, would that provoke a reaction. Art. It's art, though. No, it's not. It is. The it's point it's is, it's not. And uh, for the Guggenheim to go this way, uh, the Pugenheim. And then they say things <laughs> like, ah. they say things like, like, like you just said. Well, how would you know? Yeah. As an artist, it's just like the, it's, it's like the, the North Carolina discussion. It's like, well, you don't know, you don't understand. Okay, you know what? <laughs> what you're telling me is that I shouldn't be part of this conversation, and I got to let you know. I'm happy to not be part of this conversation. So everything's working out for everybody. Next story. Uh, real quick, don't pull your pants down in the middle of the day because the fountain's not on, okay? No, I know There's that. There's nothing, nothing uh, that can But I can get them to turn it on. <laughs> I know how to get power. them to turn it on. Hey, behold, Nike. Hey, you self- look around here, you see a lot of, I'm not going to say whom, but there's a lot of, uh, like, mascot types mm-hmm. around here. And it's, it's hot out here at the Duluth Fall Festival. It's beautiful. Degrees. Don't get me wrong. But uh, you got to give it to anybody who puts on the whole mascot thing and able to walk around in something like this. No, they're utterly Amazing. roasting inside. Ah. That's right, literally. <laughs> All right, Nike's self-lacing shoe has an official launch date. You put the shoe on, it laces itself up. It forms to your foot. It's about time. <laughs> I'm being harassed by a, Moo. a cow. Uh, <laughs> so this is the thing from Back to the Future. Exactly. Two. Tim yes. Yeah, Back to the Future too. So Nike's Hyper Adapt 1.0. That's what this is how it. lazy. This is how lazy America's become. <laughs> right, hey, look at this. We we don't even have to teach our kids how to tie their shoes anymore. Nope. And you know who's going to love that? The lazy parents we have in this country who think it's a great idea to have less homework. Why? Not because the kids being worked too much. Because the parent doesn't want to put in the time. <laughs> so now, if I don't have to take those three days of ritual that every parent has had to do endure through their lifetime to try to teach their kid how to tie their shoe believe me these things are going to be popular they're not going to be popular necessarily because the kids want them they're going to be popular because parents are so sick and tired of having to be parents that they will take any shortcut they can and within 10 years no one will be tying their shoes and it's i'm convinced it's another it's just another element too lazy for flip-flops 
<laughs> What's it take? Put on some flip-flops. Now, there, there is some work involved. You do have to charge the shoe like you do any other gadget. Well, you're charging everything all at the same time. Lasts right? for about three, yeah. two weeks. Yeah, now, now you got to charge your shoes. Apparently, right. shoelaces were invented in 1790, so it's about time for a change, Eric. It, How do you know that, they, like in a Stephen King novel, like they wouldn't stop when they start... How, how do you know that they're going to stop? Like they won't just cut off the circulation to your foot. They're going to start cut your take, foot off. They're going to start taking you where you don't want to go. Won't be to control your feet. You become self-aware. America has become so lazy. We deserve almost anything that's coming at us. More WTF when we get back. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. We're live at the Duluth Fall Festival. Come on out and join us. Really, until 5 o'clock, they're doing this? That's right. Until 5 o'clock, it's a beautiful day. There's over 250 vendors. There's carnival rides for the kids. What else are you doing? What are you, crazy? Get on out here. I'm Eric Von Hessler. English Nick is doing WTF stories. Let's continue. All right. So iPhone Seven, they uh, they got rid of the uh, the, head, the phone headphone. Jack I know it. everybody's yeah. out of their mind. Courageous move. Courageous move. That's what they say. They Apple. say it took courage. Well, there's a hack. There's a guy called Tech Racks who's uploaded the videos showing you how to drill into your phone to make your own headphone jack. <laughs> and a few people in the UK decided to try this, and of course, damn it, it's their iPhone seven. So was it? He put it up as a joke, and people took it seriously. <laughs> yes, the idea that you can just take a drill and drill a hole, self-install a headphone jack. How stupid are people? This is oh. a sad moment when you realize that a lot of people really are stupid. You know, I don't like elitist. I don't like these academic elitists to look at the uh, the. Uh, the masses and think of them as not, not being very intelligent. But when you see stories like this, it makes you wonder that people think you can just drill a hole into your new iPhone. First of all, who would spend eight hundred dollars or whatever it costs for a new iPhone? Early adapters. P- pull out a uh, p- pull out a drill and just drill a hole in it. And what they thought that that's all it took? It was just a hole. <laughs> yeah. So now you can just see you could you could put your headphone jack in there and it'll when, work. When the six came out, people were falling for a meme that you could put it in the microwave if it fell in water. Uh, yeah, and dry it out. So see, pe- that's what I'm saying. This is this, this is a troubling thing for me. Yeah, because I don't like it when people say that most people are stupid. But then stories <laughs> like this come out, and you begin to wonder if most people who would put anything into a microwave that has any sort of metal on it whatsoever. <laughs> you know, this isn't this something you learn by the time you're four years old. Uh, probably. Don't put a fork in a microwave. Well, why not a fork? Well, it's got metal. Okay, foil, anything else? Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm not going to put my phone in the microwave no matter what. So, people are stupid. But what can I say? I'm in a very cynical mood this week. <laughs> I can tell. It's beautiful outside, and I'm trying not it's to be like the, this. It's because the debate's tomorrow. That's why. No, it's that. It's everything that's going on. You know, another guy shooting a bunch of people and everybody in the street. Now, this everybody easy. hates the country and blah, 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 blah. And I don't. I love the country. It's a cool country. It's a good country. It's a good life. But, you know, everybody is complaining about everything. You know, I watch, I turn off the TV where people are lighting fires in the street because they're upset. Then I go to my computer. I see a story that's running out there where uh, women say that Apple's culture is terrifying and horrible to work in. It's like everybody is complaining about everything and about this country. And this is all I know. I want anybody to try to remember the last time they saw this story in the news. A boatload of Americans crash into the shore of another country and want asylum. Because I'm 52 years old, and I've never seen that story. Which has got to mean, since the boatloads of people are still crashing into our shores, it may not be perfect, but I think we're doing better than most. 
and it's a beautiful day in Duluth. So why can't everybody just relax? More headlines when we return. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. A pre-debate blowout live at the Duluth Fall Festival. Hear all-day coverage of the first Clinton-Trump debate tomorrow and Tuesday on WSB. Well, I didn't know that I signed up for a pre-debate blowout. <laughs> My goodness, now the pressure is on. Eric Von Hessler, the Von Hessler Doctrine. We're live from the Duluth Fall Festival. Come on out. It's a beautiful day. And till 5 p.m., right? That's correct. Duluth Fall Festival. So come on out. We're having a lot of fun out here. Tim Andrews is with me. English Nick is with me. And Jared Yamamoto is with me. Therefore, it's time for this. More headlines. That's right. We gave you headlines. Now more headlines. This is the second hour, I should say, of the Von Hessler Doctrine. Only two hours today. Dave Baker, I believe, is after Am I correct? I'm be right sure. there. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Jared Yamamoto, give me more headlines, but please tell me it's not about people angry about this, that, or the other thing. Do you get what I'm saying before I went to the break? Yeah, Am absolutely. I an idiot because I still love this country? Am I, am I a moron because I still think this is the best country? Well, it's definitely your fault for everything, Eric. Apparently, I'm, I'm you know, and people, use, you have a comment, and I'll say something, about, like Charlotte, well, you don't understand. You're white, you don't understand. And as I said before, I will take that as an invitation not to be a part of this debate. Okay, because you're telling me that there's no reason for me to be in this debate because there's no way that I can understand. And never has there been a debate that I was more happy to not be a part of. So this is working out for everybody that I wouldn't be a part of this debate. But sometimes these days you feel like you're a moron if you still say what you used to always. This is the best country in the world. It's not perfect. Don't allow perfection to be the enemy of the good. Do you understand that, Jared? Do you understand I that do. point? Everybody says, well, this is what happens. We grow up and we go to school and we're like in second grade and they tell us everybody was perfect. And then we find out later, oh, no, they were human beings. Like the founders were human beings. They weren't perfect. But then too many people draw the conclusion that since they weren't perfect and since the country isn't perfect, well, then it must be all bad. There's no reason to draw that conclusion. Do not allow perfection to be the enemy of the good. This is a good country. It's not a perfect country, but it's always progressing, always progressing. And again, when is the last time you heard a story about a boatload of Americans crashing into the shore of another country <laughs> demanding asylum? I'm 52 years old. I've never seen that story. There must be a reason for it. All right, give me the headline. Speaking of someone who isn't perfect, Hillary Clinton is preparing for different Trumps at the first debate tomorrow, and she's been studying up since Thursday. Yeah, so she's been out of the limelight, right? Yeah, she's she's like, kind of been under the radar since she's been sick. And everybody thinks it's because she's still sick and she's trying to get her energy for Monday, right? Her campaign is saying that she's studying. Now, I have to say that I have seen in the past, I feel like I, a lot. Of, it's not unusual for candidates to take the weekend before the debate off 
But she's been off the road for a couple, like a few, like the middle of the week, right? Yeah. So there's something kind of strange going on there. Very low energy. She's very low energy. Very low energy. She so, needs to recharge her batteries. She's a robot. So she is. Uh, she's preparing for two different uh, good Trump, bad Trump. Good Trump, bad Trump. She's had her share. <laughs> That's all. Right. We had to come up with a, a quick jingle here for good Trump, bad Trump. Look, we gotta love everybody in this country, okay? Everybody uh, from all walks of life. Bad are Trump. Here. Somebody's doing the raping. <laughs> Good Trump. <laughs> a festival like this here in Duluth, you see people from everywhere, okay? You got food from every walk of life. And I got to tell you, I've sampled all of them. Bad Trump. I don't like eating this weird food. I don't know where it's coming from, but I want American food. I want a cheeseburger. I don't want a French fry. I want a freedom fry. I got okay. a feeling that two things may be happening here. I get the sense that she's over-preparing and that he's under-preparing. And he's right. Sometimes these candidates, they over-prepare so much. I'm not doing anything. I'm not watching anything. Look, it's Sunday, okay? I'm going to watch football all day. Right up until 11 o'clock when the 8 o'clock game is finished. And then tomorrow morning, I'll get up. I'll do a little cramming at the donut shop and yes. some coffee. Yeah. And then I'm going to wipe the floor with her, okay? I think that she is going to have all these little deep, deep answers that maybe will or won't. But she's not going to be able to speak spontaneously. Is it a hidden microphone? Is it a colostomy bag? We just don't know, do we? <laughs> Trust me. I'll find out. Are you going to bring up any of the health issues? Or are you gonna I'm going to offer Hillary a very nice Trump lozenge from the Trump lozenge factory. These are the best lozenges made right here in America. They are made in America. Made we've in heard America. about the ties, which are not made in America. The Look. lozenges you are telling us are, in fact, made... They are made at the St. Louis Lozenge Factory, and the labels are printed in Duluth, Minnesota. <laughs> Do we have another story? So, I don't know. 100 million people supposedly are going to watch the debate. most important thing, as far as I'm concerned, is on WSB from 7 to 9 tomorrow, I will be on. I'll be part of the uh, pre-debate coverage. Now, this is the pre-debate blowout. That's going to be the pre-debate coverage, is my understanding. Yeah, correct? you'll be with Chris Chandler. Chris Chandler, the best. The best. All right, you ready for another story, or did you want to say something, Jerry well, Yamamoto? Well, I guess one of the things that tis I saw... Tis the season. Tis the season for it, that's right. <laughs> one of the things that's been brought up now is, you know, Hillary's health has obviously been an issue for the last couple of weeks, but now they're saying that Donald Trump's blood pressure is becoming an Healthy issue, is too. Horse. Healthy and it's, is it's, not, horse. it's not really getting as much traction as Hillary's health was. What's the problem with your blood pressure? There is no, you know what bothers me and makes my blood pressure rise? Is when American people can't find jobs. <laughs> but when I'm president, my blood pressure will go back to normal levels. Because the jobs are going to spike. When the jobs spike, my blood will go down, okay? Listen, don't worry about my blood pressure. Worry about unhealthy Hillary. They say 100 million people are going to watch this. I don't know where they come up with that figure. I honestly cannot figure out how they come up with this figure. We took a bunch of people from Trump University and we did a survey. <laughs> well, that should do it. He's closed. Another story, sir. Mexican police say they've uncovered a 10-foot-long bazooka that investigators believe was used for shooting drugs from Mexico into the United States. So, so much for the wall, right? It's like one of those t-shirt cannons. They're, like, they're shooting drugs. Is my phone gone? <laughs> so, there's somebody waiting on the other side, I assume. They're not just... Bazooka you know. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> 
Is he running drugs now? That's oh, how bad Lord. things have gotten. For the gum industry. He was a good kid, Tim. He was a good kid. Back yep. in the 30s, he was a good kid. He was a good kid. He was now a good he, kid. Now, now he's uh, got the LSD he's, comics inside of the pot gum. That's crazy. He's, he's running drugs. Ah, so they, they, have a, they have a t-shirt drug cannon <laughs> that they uh, shoot drugs across the border. That's that is a, you know, you could believe in a wall all you want. I don't, I don't care. But if you think drugs are going to stop coming into this country, as long as we have the people in this country who want to take them, they are going to get into this country. All you're going to do is make them cost more and make uh, people who don't mind maybe going to jail be the ones that bring them to you, right? I'm kind of, I like the idea of the pharmacist having the drugs. It seems to work out that way. This is not the first time this has happened, too. It happened in 2011 and in 2013. Where what happened to the bazooka in between? Did it break? Well, it's they not only a, have so one bazooka? So they have more than one drug bazooka. <laughs> radio station? In, in, two, in 2013, it says another marijuana cannon was found mounted on a pickup truck in the border city of Mexicali, Mexico. Now, look, I, what, I've been around a, what was, was called a marijuana cannon. I was 18. <laughs> Probably not exactly the same thing. It wasn't mounted to a truck. No, it was, although <laughs> so this is not a new thing. It they, went they all the way down the stairs. Before. Is all I can tell you. So there was, was a lot of it was stairs mounted to the coffee yes, table. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't. So oh. We did. We did use them to uh, run drugs into the country, of course. Well, no, no, naturally. So what are you, what are you saying there? They found this has happened before. Yeah. So this happened again in 2011 and in 2013. I want to um, know is it the same cannon? It, <laughs> uh, it does not appear to be the same camera. The, uh, cannon. Uh, the, this one in 2013 again was mounted to a pickup truck, and it looks like the one <laughs> oh they used goodness. now was not mounted to a truck. So, oh, so shoulder fired. Yeah, so find new like ways to do it. People are inventive. If they want something, they're going to find a way to get it here. Oh no, absolutely. And the, the thing about the wall, as far as drugs go, is you know, they still have planes, right? And they still have boats. <laughs> going to have to build it higher, <laughs> <laughs> all the way to the stratosphere. That's right. <laughs> All right, this world is ridiculous. Give me another story. The U.S. government has granted Airbus and Boeing permission to sell their aircraft to Iran. Oh, yeah, why not? Let's just help them out the best we can. What I mean... After everything that went down this week with Iran, I mean, this is just uh, this Iran. Is ridiculous. Iran. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, it's not Iran. That's a song by Flock of Seagulls. Well, Iran is the country that we're speaking. You have to excuse my southern there coming out, right? Oh, uh, don't blame it on your heritage. It's just you. Tis the season to pronounce yeah, exactly. it wrong. Tis the season, right? Exactly. Tis the season. So when you say everything went out with Iran this week, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, earlier in the week, they, you know, you had the people, uh, or you, I guess you had their vessels coming up close to our right, vessels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they, yeah also, they don't. They, they don't dig us. They also had, a, I believe there was an issue with uh, some relations that had gone down in Tehran, if I remember correctly. I, one, I thing about Tehran, one thing about Tehran, I can tell you, is they don't put radio shows right next to rock and roll bands that are playing <laughs> as the host is trying to keep his thoughts together. That's the one thing I'll give them. That's the one place we gotta we got to catch up in America. The ransom to name another thing, too? I mean, yeah, that's no, I, just bad news. It just, no, I, I also people. believe that we're helping them out of a jam. Apparently, Iran... Which has, it's a big country with a lot of people. Apparently they only have like 50 planes or something. And 38 of them are flying. These are really old planes. So they really need this. And here we are coming in just to help them. Also, by the way, Iran is not above using commercial aircraft to run guns to terrorists. They use commercial aircraft. In Iran, the separation between commercial and military doesn't, is not the firewall that we know of here. So, you know, I think we... I don't understand this whole thing with Iran, man. We really had them. 
We really had them. They were broke, man. The uh, sanctions were working. Well, why did we? Why are we helping them out? Uh, they need our help, and uh, I gotta say that uh, I dig their hats. Okay, it's all about the hats. More headlines when we return. Eric Von Hessler, entertaining honesty on WSB. Welcome back. We are live at the Duluth Fall Festival. If I can get my mouth to work, Eric Von Hessler, doctrinaires are here with me. Jared Yamamoto has given me headlines. How come we haven't talked about? We've been in this uh, two some odd hours. No stories about the big Brangelina breakup. Well, I guess Why, that's the biggest story in the country. That's it actually topped out when the terrorist attacks were happening in New York and New Jersey here yeah. last week. Actually, it was more trending more on social media. Well, it doesn't surprise crazy. me. It doesn't surprise me because, as you know, this is the week that I was broken. My spirit was broken. And I've come to the conclusion that, uh, yeah, people are just stupid. So it doesn't surprise me that the Brangelina thing would trend more than uh, a guy planting bombs all over the eastern seaboard. Yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me. Well, new sources are saying that Brad Pitt is torn up over his divorce with Angelina Jolie, and he wants to see their kids. Yeah, you know what? I got a feeling he's not so torn up. Uh, I think he's had enough of that. I got to be honest with you. Uh, but I, I love these stories. Like, the FBI is getting involved because apparently there was a fight on a plane that led to this. Their private plane. Because if you're one of these families that's out to save the world, for heaven's sakes, you need your own private plane. Of course. You can't go out and save the people who don't have the money unless you got a private plane with all your kids so you can get out there and you can fly around and then you can help people who can't afford private planes, right? So they're on their private plane, this uh, United Nations Ambassador for Peace. And uh, apparently, uh, Matt Damon uh, maybe... They say maybe struck one of these children or something. Matt Damon did? Not Matt Damon, I'm sorry. That would be funny, Brad though. Brad Pitt, though. Brad Pitt. <laughs> I get them all good. I, they're all the same to me. <laughs> they're all the same to me. Listen, for the diehards fans out there, they'd be very upset, though. Oh, about the, what? The Brangelina fans are so devastated. I know, but that... Look, if you... Look, could I just say this? I'm in a bad mood this week, obviously. <laughs> if you... If, if, if you have thought about this for more than, say, I don't know, three seconds... There's something wrong with your life. What about the children, Eric? They're not yours. <laughs> what about all the children? My children, they're doing okay. I worry about my children. And then after that, the children of my friends and family. Uh, but for the most part, uh, the children of celebrities, don't think about them. Don't care about them. And I just want, here's the Von Hessler doctrine on this. If you have thought about the Brangelina thing for more than three and a half seconds, there's something wrong with your life. Look in the mirror, figure out what the big hole in the middle of your soul is, and begin filling it. Begin filling it with something. But uh, you should not care about this. They were married. They're not married. It always upset me that she's always mean to her dad, John Voight. Who it is, bothers me, too. He's a great actor. I'll tell you. <laughs> I great. love my daughter. She's estranged from him, right? Yeah. yeah. Very strange. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. I said, Brad. <laughs> What did you do? <laughs> so, I don't even know these children. No, they don't she, look like my grandchildren. No, this is what I love about the. Uh, this, is, this is what I love about uh, Angelina Jolie. She's one of these celebrities that's going to heal the world. I just can't get along with my own dad. I I can't. I can't. I never did. Put that to together. <laughs> I wasn't John even Boyd. around. John Voight, one of the greats. One of the great. He's kind of a crazy kind of nut now, but he was. He's a great actor. Watch Ray Donovan on Showtime. The General. There's a movie to look for. <laughs> you want to see somebody acting, John Voight. The movie called The General. Ever see The Champ? 
I have seen the champ. Boy, that's a tearjerker. Cried my eyes out. Great Apparently, one. Apparently, Angelina didn't care for it. So, Brangelina's broke up. Von Hester Doctrine. I don't care. Outrage Corner with English Nick. When we return. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. Yes, indeed. We're back live at the Duluth Fall Festival. Beautiful day. Beautiful people. Lots to do till 5 p.m. Come on out and join us. I am Eric Von Hessler. These are my doctrinaires. It is now time for this. Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. It is Outrage Corner with English Nick. So, English Nick, give me the outrages. She's no stranger to Outrage Corner, Eric. Miss Kim Kardashian. She outrages you. You get very angry I, about Kim Kardashian. Uh, I, I find it to TV be kind of... about nothing. I understand that, but your anger about her, I find to be unsettling, actually. Oh, okay. I, I don't care about her, but you get actually angry about her, which I find kind of strange, but... Uh, what is it that makes you so angry? Are you really secretly in love with her? Do you want no, to? No. Do you, uh, you no. dream of being Kanye from time to time? Is no, that it? I never. I <laughs> never. That, whether Kim's that, involved or not, I never no, dream of being no. Kanye West. So do you, I don't know. It just seems almost like jealousy. You get so angry no, about I, the Kardashians. I, I, I like some. I like some musicians who've done some great work in the world. As far yes. as the music they've given us, I feel like all all this is we're watching them live their lives. Yeah. Ca- like you said about Brad and Angelina. Who cares? I know, but a lot of people do, man. A lot of she put are. out a book of selfies. And people paid fifty dollars or something yeah. to have pictures of her. Yeah, yeah. Kim, right? You, people like you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so well. what's what? What is? How is she outraging well, she, people? She had come out and said that she was definitely going to vote for Hillary. Yeah, yeah. She had Hillary. And, I saw she had like a selfie with Hillary, and, and then she had a that. conversation with political expert Caitlyn Jenner. Now Caitlyn, it turns out, is a Republican, and he's she's not sure if she might vote. She's on the fence. She's on the fence. Now. Caitlyn, what did you tell Kim? Oh, I said, listen. Oh, oh, please, let's. let's Let's, let's not focus on the negative here. I, you know, I, ever since I was their stepdad, and now I'm their stepmom. Yeah, it's a big responsibility. We, listen, we talk politics all the time in the in the Kardashian Jenner home, and I, I look Donald Trump. You know, he said I could use his bathroom, and I frequently have to use the bathroom. So, so you're you're pro Trump? Oh, so pro. You know, I look. I don't hate anybody. I got a courage award for gosh sakes. But yeah. you know, I, the first woman to win the men's decathlon. You got to take my word for it. <laughs> you would think, given the fact that you've made this transition to a woman at a time where you could have now, actually the first oh, female president, Eric, you would want that. Oh, Eric, I've always been. A woman. I've just been trapped inside this horribly physically fit male body. I understand. Me <laughs> I win understand. awards and get on TV and be on yeah. a serial. Oh, that must wish, have been horrible. You know, the only goal I have left in life right now is to be on the cover of a Wheaties box in a dress. That's the best thing that well, could happen. Well, it's coming to me, up but, next. But I said, Kim, listen, I know that you're vapid and your head is about as empty as <laughs> Al Capone's vault. Now, it's an old reference, but yeah. Jared won't get it. But <laughs> if... if <laughs> If you, if you, at the end of the day, you have to think about what's best for this country, and we yeah. have to build a wall to keep out more Armenians from coming over, like yourself. I just, you know, and oh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. And now you've put her in a quandary. She doesn't know who to go for now. She's you, on the fence. You know, she, one time she got in a quandary because we lived in a house that didn't have a light switch. It had those buttons that you pushed on and off. She didn't know she what to do. She couldn't figure it out. And I handed her a spork one time, and I thought she she laid in bed for a month. But oh, <laughs> so important these issues facing America <laughs> right now. But you feel she'll get through this. I think I think that she'll get through this. I think that uh, that she'll make the right choice. Again, 
again, you didn't. You kind of dodged my question, Caitlin, what? which is you may have been trapped as in a male body your whole life, <laughs> but here you are, a woman, at a time where you could vote for the first woman president. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? I, I wonder it's why you wouldn't do that. It's not about gender, Eric. Come on, yeah. it's <laughs> it's about what's best for America. And if Donald Trump wanted to be a woman and Hillary Clinton wanted to be a man, I'd still go with the best choice. And I, I've so you always take Trump at address. Before you would take any, Hillary and Jeans. Anytime. Even, look, I mean, Eric, come yes. on. It's, <laughs> oh, yes. you know, I, I just want, listen, if he loses, I get a show on his network. So okay. that's important as well. Well, let but, me ask you something, though. Uh, I, I, it seems to me that probably with your transition, you're mm-hmm. probably more around, like, Los Angeles liberals. How do they feel about your support for Trump? This can't be helping. It's very, they're, they're very confused because I, <laughs> uh, and I try to tell them, look, you know, I, I got to go from the heart. This lady does not lay down for peer pressure. That's right. You got to uh, speak it. Right. This girl does what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Oh, I'm a diva. Rock on. And <laughs> okay. I, I just want to make America great again. Like, I made Bruce Jenner great. Well, well, you made Caitlyn Jenner great. Well, Kate- you made Bruce. Jenner irrelevant. You made I, you made Bruce Jenner vanish. As we say around the household, Kate is great. Okay, <laughs> and my daughters are very proud of their dad and mom. It's a one-stop pride place. You can stop mom and dad. You're proud in one place. It's ACDC. Are you called uh, uh, Mappa? No, I'm called Palm. Because <laughs> they still have their mom, right? That's so, yeah, they, she's still mom, so you're... Well, they have their mom, You're yeah. Mappa, right? Yeah, they do. They're, I don't know. I just watched that Transparent. I get the... That's what they say there. That show is so great. It's so brave to see him win all those awards. It just is. Just like me, who won a yeah. Courage Award yes. from the SB. Well-deserved, I might add. Oh, you know, I... Oh, gosh, you know... I hope Colin Kaepernick gets it this year. Is there any chance he won't? Uh, absolutely none. <laughs> you see, Colin Kaepernick, speaking of outrage, Colin Kaepernick is now appearing at other sporting events. Shut up. Yeah, he went to a high school to join them in not standing for the Star Spangled Banner. <sighs> he's, he's got actually, better He's do. making appearances to not stand with other people. The life of a backup quarterback in the NFL. He was also on the cover of Time Magazine, to which made us all realize that there's still a Time Magazine. <laughs> Another outrage, sir? Yes. You remember Anthony Weiner, the guy uh, who was busted for sending pics of his Weiner? Yes. He's being investigated now over reports of an online relationship with a 15-year-old. Well, it's finally happened, right? I mean, sooner or later with this guy, uh, you had to know that the weirdness didn't stop at the line that most of us decide to stop at. You had to know that this guy was so outrageous with his behavior. I mean, he'd already got in trouble a few weeks ago because he took, like, a sort of an erotic picture and, like, his kid was in the picture sleeping. With him, so that was weird enough to begin with, and now what? This is a fifteen-year-old. It's, yeah, it's an online sexual relationship with a fifteen-year-old. Well, what does that mean? Online sexual? He sent there stuff to her. Yes. Oh my goodness! And I she know. sent it to him, right? This guy's gonna. I mean, there's some people are just some people cannot stay out of jail. Like I'm 52 years old. I have never, for any reason, spent one second of my life in jail looking out behind bars. It, I, it is impossible. It is nearly impossible for me to go to jail. But there are people who just cannot figure out a way to stay out of jail. This Anthony Wien, like O.J. O.J. got away with the biggest murder of all time, still couldn't figure out a way to not spend the rest of his life in jail. It's like in some people's genes. This guy, Anthony Weiner, he just... <laughs> 
Can I just say good, it? Go, good. Go, send just, him to jail because everything we know about him probably isn't half of what he's done and what he's doing. This, these are like what we're seeing are like icebergs. Like what's below the waterline, I guarantee you, is much worse. Well, they, they found some stuff here that I can't even talk about on the radio airwaves because Not it's on so a disgusting. family show like this. So disgusting. On a beautiful stuff. sunny afternoon at but the Duluth Fall why, Festival. Why is Watch his your wife, mouth. Why is his wife still married to him? Oh, she, well, no, they're getting divorced. Oh, okay. After the last thing I said, she finally, oh. you know, six years later decided, okay, I'm done. Then that was the second time that he had cheated on her. That they know, that we know of. Well, yeah, even more than that, though. When he was running for mayor of New York City, after he got tossed out of the Congress because of sexting, they found out he was doing sexting while running for mayor of New York City. She stayed with him then. And uh, so, yeah, good riddance. She's gone. And he should just go to, believe me, he should go to jail because I guarantee you the things that we don't know are worse Ooh. than the things that we do. Any more stories? We got, we got time for another outrage, Jerry yeah. Yamamoto? Disney is putting a costume of the character Maui from its website. And stores after a public outcry. Yeah, I don't understand this because they... It's a Polynesian character. Yeah, they're kind of in trouble because they went the whole Polynesian route. Number one, uh, people don't like the idea that a lot of the characters are chubby. um, Because that's like a stereotype of uh, Polynesians. Now, I've never been to that part of the world. uh, So I get it from, you know, everybody in the NFL... Pretty chubby. <laughs> that is, yeah. So there's a, that sort of stereotype there. So they were already in trouble for that. But I guess the main character is tattooed all over the body. Yeah, it's from an upcoming movie called Mona. <laughs> yeah. And it, the character has a long sleeve brown shirt, long pants featuring full body tattoos. Yeah. It comes with a fake shark tooth necklace and green leaf skirt. <laughs> so they didn't like the fact that the these, Islanders uh, don't like it. These tattoos. You know what? That's baloney. This is why we do Outrage Corner. I guarantee you 99.9% of the people who live in this part of the world do not give a damn about this. The people who don't like it are the people who are in the industry of finding things that they don't like. That's who doesn't like it. And so now Disney has had to pull it because I guess the tattoos are on the... On the costume itself, On the yeah. costume and, uh, you know, you're appropriating culture. Appropriating culture. Where would we be if we didn't appropriate culture? We wouldn't even have rock and roll. Can we just... We wouldn't have the Rolling Stones if we didn't appropriate culture. Isn't this just kids playing dress-up as their favorite characters? Oh, no, no. It's much more than that. It's much more than that. I'm absolutely outraged that people would have an out... They would try to glorify my people. That outrages me. So if a kid dresses up as a ninja for Halloween, could that outrage Japanese people then? I mean, Uh, that's what I don't understand. Like, like, this is is opening up a whole other box of issues I think it's because the tattoos are ceremonial in some way. Hey, it is. I, I, you know, but it's, it's from a cartoon. Of course, and, and it is. And where do you draw the line? Well, I got a couple. Well, friends. Well, these days look, you don't draw the line with anything. I got a couple of friends who are turtles, and they get really offended yes. when you dress up as Ninja Turtles. Man, yeah. they can't stand because it. they're not all violent. These no, turtles. And that's a no, stereotype terrible. that all only the snapping variety are violent. Yeah, they don't the carry swords. Tur- yeah, no, it's it's a <sighs> bad thing. People thinking that all turtles are violent. What, <laughs> I'm outraged myself over that. Then what can you wear for a Halloween costume? What can a kid nothing. wear? As, nothing. So, so nothing. Halloween is just... Well, you gotta wear something. If you I'm, wear nothing, you'll get arrested. A sexy cat. I'm going, as, <laughs> I'm going as sure as Colin Kaepernick. I'm going to sit down the whole night. <laughs> can I tell you something? I like that idea, but uh, I never get involved with Halloween at all because I'm a grown man and I recognize that Halloween is for children. I can't Yo, stand... That is so not true. Oh, Jared Yamamoto. 
It is so not true. Halloween is totally for I turned that into a pejorative. For, 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 for people in college, <laughs> ah, Jared, college, yeah, high school, and you and into your 20s. No, it's so much fun. It's, oh, it's, it's the most not, boring holiday. I don't no, trust, not, I don't trust adults who like to dress up it's and pretend season. they're different people. I am not interested in going to your Halloween party or anyone else's Halloween party. Halloween is for children. I enjoyed it when I was a child. Halloween <laughs> is not for adults. Only arrested development weirdos are adults who dress up for Halloween. That's the Von Hessler Doctrine. We have the best goodbyes in the business. Don't miss them. They're coming up next. <laughs> Welcome back. Live from the Duluth Fall Festival. This is our last segment because we're only on for two hours today. Before we get to Paul Stanley from KISS, who's going to tell us what we learned today, Jared Yamamoto wants to bring you up to date on everything that WSB is doing concerning the debate tomorrow night. Yeah, and it's a lot here. So debate coverage starts at 4.30 in the morning tomorrow with Scott Slade on Atlanta's Morning News. And Eric, you'll be on, actually. Well, our coverage will continue throughout the day. Yeah, I'm going to sleep in. I'm not going to be on at 4.30 in the morning. You're going to be sleeping in until 7 o'clock tonight, tomorrow night, where you'll yeah. be on with uh, with Chris Chandler, who hosts the, the evening news. We'll on be on from 7 to 9. I take it the debate actually starts at 9, And right? the debate starts at 9, so yeah. right after you get done, the debate will air, and it will be right here on WSB. And also, folks, one thing we, have, one thing we haven't mentioned is the Von, fourth Von Hessler experience that's going to be this friday from 8 to 10 right here on wsb radio we're sold out and some for for the live audience but you can listen to it here or you can watch it on wsbradio.com or on that handy wsb radio app yeah and when we, by the way when you watch it live with the video we start at about uh i don't know 7 40 yeah and take- we don't stop we don't stop until about 10 15 as the commercials play, we keep on going, so you can listen to it on WSB Radio or watch it on WSBRadio.com or your WSB Radio app. That brings me to Paul Stanley from KISS, who's going to tell us what we learned on the Von Hessler Doctrine today. Gosh, it feels like what didn't we learn, right? That was a big one, right? We learned a lot. <laughs> you packed a three-hour show into two hours, and boy, am I informed. Okay, first of all, Halloween is for kids, okay? Yeah, that's what we learned. Don't that's what I say. And I have a message for you. If you're going to dress up like KISS... We need a little bit of money for that, okay? Because you've got to sign up at I'm going to dress up like one of the guys from Kiss.com and give us 10% of whatever you're putting into it. Okay, great. Yeah, well, why? They wouldn't have it without you, right? What, you deserve Halloween? a cut. Yeah, we yeah. deserve a cut. I mean, That's if you're right. going to wear the star on your face, I mean, if you do a mix-em-up, then everybody gets a cut, okay? There you go. There you go. The debates are going to be crazy tomorrow night. I'm not going to be watching them because I already know who I'm voting for. You're voting for? Donald Trump. President uh, Trump is a good guy. Yes. And, in fact, President Trump, is like not doing a lot of preparation, but President Clinton now she's doing like she's debating two President Trumps. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, she's like she's she's getting ready for both either a good Trump or a bad Trump as she sees it. Good Trump, bad Trump. The way I look at it is that it's just Trump. Oh, it sounds like my music. Cows work on Sundays, and as Jared said, it's tis the season. <laughs> tis the season. <laughs> that is what we learned on the Von Hessler Doctrine today. Thank you for listening. Thanks to everyone at the Duluth Fall Festival. Thanks to uh, Jared wants me to let you know to download that WSB Radio app. Because the Von Hessler Doctrine does three podcasts plus this show that you'll find every week on that WSB radio app. Again, the fourth experience is this Friday. Thanks to everyone being out here. Thanks to the people at the Duluth Fall Festival. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again this Friday for the fourth Von Hessler experience. Until then, get off my lawn. Ninety-five-five and AM seven fifty WSB.